Hi, my name is Tecla Francesco, and I'm trying to spread the word about how practicing the law of attraction can significantly improve your physical and mental health. Join me and like-minded friends to learn more about gratitude and how to manifest health and wellness beyond your wildest dreams. Get ready to transform your life as I share my journey about harnessing the power of the law of attraction to achieve abundance. From overcoming chronic pain to eliminating daily anxiety to treating a mental illness, I've experienced so much and I can't wait to share my proven principles and techniques with you. My goal is for you to leave our weekly episodes with easy and actionable steps to implement effortlessly into your day-to-day life so you can reach your own personal health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I am your host, Tekla. It is 4 a.m. And welcome back to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm recording this so early because I am jet lagged. It's not super awful, but I am up early. So let's fucking get after it today, friends. I like to start every episode with something I'm thankful for in my life. Well, as you know, I cut my European vacation short and returned home to Australia to recover and detox from black mold exposure. I hate to say that it got the best of me, but it definitely did. And because the flight was booked so last minute, I had several long extended layovers. I went from Seville, Spain to Paris and spent the night in an airport hotel there. Then I went from Paris to Vietnam and had a 10-hour layover there. And I wasn't able to get a visa on such short notice from Vietnam, so I had to stay in the airport. I did manage to get a sleep pod at the airport for eight hours, which did allow me to get some rest, and it was an amazing experience. There was a little desk, outlets, and a bed in that room that was maybe 10 foot long and 10 foot high. It was a very cool experience, and I highly, highly recommend it to anyone with a long layover. Anyway, then I went from Vietnam to Sydney and finally touched down home. It was a long three days. But I was really putting myself through the ringer on the plane. And as I was reflecting to myself about what this could possibly mean, I didn't really get anywhere. I was trying to understand why this is happening, how this could possibly be for my greatest good, because your girl definitely wanted to spend those last few weeks in Europe. Anyway, after hours of thinking, I come up with absolutely nothing. Zero explanation. Then I get home. And I have goosebumps already telling you this story because I'm still shocked. It starts with my family's fridge magnet collection. I just know you're thinking, where the fuck could this possibly be going? But bear with. Every time we travel, anyone in our family, we get a fridge magnet. And we display them in my parents' home in the main kitchen on the fridge. We probably have like over 200 magnets at this point. And we've been doing it for over a decade. So I'm in the Vietnam airport with 10 hours to kill, and I call my parents and ask if we have a magnet from Vietnam. My parents traveled there a few years back, and I wasn't sure if they got one. My mom tells me she isn't sure and tells me to just get one anyway because she can't remember. So I go into one of those souvenir shops, and there are over 100 magnets to choose from. I end up selecting this kind of unique-looking wooden magnet with two girls riding a bike with hay or flowers in the basket. So I get back to Sydney. My grandfather picks me up. I'm staying with him until we can get back into our house because remember the Spanish family is in there until the end of May due to the house swap. 
As I am up in the middle of the night, I walk to the kitchen for a late night snack and I see this magnet on the fridge. It was the exact same magnet I had just bought in Vietnam, except it was super faded from the sun, so obviously it had been there for several years. I immediately get full body chills. I go and find the magnet I just bought at the airport because I think I might be hallucinating at this point. It's the same. Everything down to the hay in the basket in the front. And I remember in the store when I was picking it, I saw this smaller magnet with only one girl riding the bike. But for some reason, I just felt like I had to get the magnet with the two girls. I later learned that that magnet was one from my aunt and uncle who had given that to my grandpa after a trip to Vietnam several years ago. Witches, I am telling you, that is too big a coincidence to be a chance. And we do not believe in coincidences here. I realized in that moment, I don't know why I was meant to come home. But soon, hopefully, it will all make sense and I just need to trust in the universe. I'm going to post that side-by-side of the two magnets on Instagram so you can see it. The links will be in the show notes. Go give me a follow if you want to check it out. It was absolutely wild. Okay, now let's get into today's topic. We're talking about envy. And I want to be clear, envy is different from jealousy, and I'm going to explain why. Jealousy is an indicator that something you value is under threat. For example, you might feel jealous if you think your partner is showing interest in someone else. Whereas envy occurs because you desire something that another person has, and that leads to low vibrational feelings because you don't have it yourself. And it is something that we've been raised to believe is a bad, shameful emotion. When in reality, it's actually the best indicator of what you want in life. Let's get into it. When you see someone with those things you want, whether it's the job, the house, the money, the children, the partner, whatever it is, you often start to feel things. You might feel sad or resentful or angry or unworthy. And we've been raised to squash those low vibrational emotions because we should be nothing but happy and joyful and excited for those people around us that are living their best lives. Spoiler alert, you can be happy and celebrate that person and be envious at the same time. It's not one or the other. You're human. You're supposed to feel emotion. And the silver lining here is your reaction gives us so much information about what you truly desire, even if you think you might not want it. Instead of feeling those feelings and thinking, God, I'm a terrible person for feeling resentful. I need to squash this down and suppress it. We just need to allow that emotion to happen. Let it come to the surface, process it a little bit, and be curious. Ask why. Why am I feeling this way? And 99% of the time, it's because you actually desire that thing yourself. And if we break that lost statement down a little bit more, does that make you a bad person? For wanting the same thing as your best friend or your partner or your sister or whoever it is. Fuck no. Absolutely not. You can envy them and love them at the same time. 
You can envy them and also feel genuinely joyful, excited, and proud for them at the same time. We cannot let ourselves get into the shame spiral about experiencing normal human emotion. We just can't do it anymore. It does not serve us in any way to walk around thinking we're a terrible person. Give yourself permission to feel without judgment. Look at it like your higher self giving you information about what you desire. Remember, what is desired by you is destined for you. Everything that you desire already exists in the universe and is waiting for you to align with it. I'll say that in another way. The desires we have, whether they're for material things, experiences, relationships, they already exist in the universe in a potential form. They are waiting to be manifested into our reality once we align ourselves with them. So how has this shown up in my life? Well, two of my best friends got engaged last month, and I was feeling all of the feelings about it. I want to respect their privacy, so I'm only going to use the initials of their first name. And of course, I talked to them about recording this and got their consent to share these details about their relationship. So here we go. One friend I have known since I was about 13 to 14 years old. We're going to call her C. The other I met when I was living in Denver and is part of a group of three girlfriends in Denver who are my ride or die. And we're going to call her B. So let's start with B. She is a blonde-haired, blue-eyed beauty. She's absolutely stunning. She moved out to Denver to be closer to her previous partner a few years ago when I first met her. And that relationship ended in the worst possible way. Outside of your significant other passing away, it's actually one of the most terrible scenarios I can imagine. I'm not going to get into the details, but she went through the ringer. It was truly horrible to hear and see her go through something so terrible. And then a short time later, she met someone. He was a family friend, and she actually was on a team with his sister in high school. And they met up in Denver because they were both living here. And long story short, they fell in love. They've created a beautiful life together, and they are just perfect for each other. When I first found out about her engagement, my first reaction was joy, excitement, and tears. Like, I'm almost crying right now. I was so emotional because I love her so much, and she truly deserves all the happiness and love in the world. And then I started to feel envious. She started dating her fiancé at the same time I started dating my ex. And our relationships both had a similar trajectory. We met around the same time. We moved in together around the same time. We were both having similar conversations about life and the future around the same time. And in the back of my mind, I always thought we would be engaged around the same time and be able to share that together. Look, should you be comparing your relationships with other people? No, absolutely not. But it happened, so let it be. And shortly after that shame spiral started to happen, I realized that I felt that way because there are parts of her life that I want for myself. Firstly, she didn't settle. She went through hard things. 
She grew as a person. She established an amazing and fulfilling life before she met her fiance. And there are things I see in her partner that I want in my future partner. He isn't afraid of commitment. He absolutely loves and is obsessed with her dog. It's a golden doodle, Rosie. And he treats her like she is his own. He makes a goddamn plan. He is a grown-ass adult man. For her birthday last year, he planned and booked a trip for them to go to Tulum. And while they had to reschedule the timing, he just handled it. He handled everything. My God. This is a requirement for my future partner. I like to plan and organize, but sometimes you just want someone else to make decisions for you and take that mental load off you. And as I thought more and more about why I felt that way, all these things started to make sense. And I'm now looking at it like information for what I desire in the future and nothing more than that. Now let's get to C. She is the epitome of a true romantic who is all about classic English literature love stories like Romeo and Juliet, Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen. Is it even a true love story if there isn't a sprinkle of drama? If she was here and I was interviewing her, I think she would definitely say no. Anyway, she met an amazing man who just whisked her away to Japan and proposed in an onsen, which is a natural hot spring in the middle of the mountains with accommodation and spa facilities. His family is Jewish, and they have been exploring whether she should convert or not. And throughout this entire conversation, which has been many months, because faith and religion are really important values and elements of a relationship, they worked through the entire thing as a team. They overcame hurdles. They problem-solved. They found creative solutions and formed a true partnership. Let's be honest, religion can be something that tears couples apart. And yet, this has made them stronger. And of course, I was so ecstatic for her when she got engaged. Proposing in the midst of the mountains and cherry blossoms in Japan in a very romantic setting is so her. She has been dreaming of this day since we were teenagers. And she finally met her life partner. She is so thoughtful and kind and caring and loving and supportive. And I know she's going to be the best wife and mother, which is what she's always wanted. And along with this feeling of happiness and joy for her, I also felt envious that her relationship was able to overcome things that might never have in the past. And what does that tell me? That when it's right and I'm with the right person, we'll be able to overcome anything. Struggle won't tear us apart, but it'll bring us closer together. I want to be part of a team because that's what partnership and marriage is about. You need to be able to work together when things get hard and not let it divide you. Another thing I envy about her is that she is known for as long as I have known her that she wants to have a family and she wants to have kids. And that's something I just don't know about myself right now. There's a lot of stigma and societal pressure around it. But right now in this moment, I don't want children. And that's the perspective I've had for many years. 
But when you meet the right person, maybe that changes. I don't know. I just see that clarity in her. And she so definitively knows what she wants her life to look like. Whereas I'm in a period of transition and messiness. And things are constantly shifting around me. And I have no idea what tomorrow looks like, let alone a couple of years from now. And her partner and her are just aligned on those values and family dynamics. And that's something I want when it comes to children. If I meet someone that 100% wants kids, I don't know if that will be the right person for me. And all of these insights help me to validate what I want in a life partner, what I want for my future, and who I want to be moving forward. So don't be fearful or shameful if you're feeling envy. Flip the script on that. Lean into the low vibrational emotions. Explore and use it as a tool to understand why you might be feeling that way. Identify what's valuable about that. What is this emotion telling you? And then give yourself some grace. You aren't a bad person. And be grateful that you now have more clarity and validation on what you actually do want in your life. So why do we care about this? We need to heal our relationship with those low vibrational emotions. They hold the key to valuable insights and they have a role and provide this information that you're not going to get otherwise. And they serve us in a way that people don't realize. And I think especially in the spirituality and manifestation space, there's this kind of toxic attitude that you have to be 100% happy and high vibe all of the time. We're unsubscribing to that narrative. We're unsubscribing to the shame about envy. We're not here for it. And we're not standing for anything that makes us feel like a toxic person for no reason. You're not toxic. You're human. This happens. So what do I want you to work on this week? You can't really conjure up a situation where you're going to feel envious. So... I would just say take some time to reflect. Don't judge yourself. You can still be a great friend, partner, coworker, parent, and feel envious at the same time. Feeling envious doesn't have to be emotionally loaded. Let's just look at it as a tool to help you think through what you actually want. Again, I think sometimes with spirituality and faith, you're taught that it is bad to feel those emotions and things. And it isn't bad. It doesn't reflect negatively on your character. To feel emotion is to be human. You can be supportive and genuinely happy for the other person and be envious at the same time. I'm saying that again for the third time for the witches in the back. You can be both happy and envious. Please don't forget that. We also touched on this notion of not settling today. 95% of you listeners identify as female. That's what my audience insights tells me about you. And I'm going to pose a question to you. And actually to everyone else, not just the women. Have you ever met a woman that's been in a heartbreaking, horrible situation that didn't know in her gut, in her intuition, that something was off or wrong before it happened? No, never. And if you say yes, I am calling BS on that. We might turn a blind eye to our intuition and write it off as something else. But you know, deep down, 
whether we admit it to ourselves or not. We know. So don't do it. Don't settle for anyone or anything that isn't in alignment with you at your core. The shit that my friend B went through, good lord, it was tough. And she dealt with it and she came out on the other side better than ever before. She didn't give up on herself or on a relationship and she opened herself up and was vulnerable and now she's living her best goddamn life. She's getting married to an amazing guy. They just bought and renovated a brand new ski house in Breckenridge and she's living the fucking dream. Okay, wellness witches, I'm addressing frequently asked questions on my Instagram page at healyourselfwithloa. That's heal yourself with L-O-A, and L-O-A is in law of attraction. If you just started listening, this is going to be a great way for you to catch up on the basics while you're trying to catch up on episodes. In those FAQs, I try to address questions in 30 to 45 seconds for you, just focusing on the key takeaways. We're covering a couple of new questions this week, including how do I know if I'm close to manifesting what I want? If you go to the Reels tab on that page, you can just scroll through and see that those are marked with the letters FAQ so you can easily identify them. You can also DM me your questions through that channel or email them to me. The links to the social pages, my email, and all of that are in the show notes for you. And I would love if you did your all a favor and take a literal few seconds to rate, review, and subscribe if you enjoyed today's episode. It helps me so much. I love to see the audience growing every week and it really keeps me motivated. So thank you all for tuning in today. That's all for today. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.